what it is, everybody. Welcome to episode 88 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit. Connor McDuff! What up, motherfucker? Oh, shit, up in here, 88. Connor McDuff, big fish, wood. If we were shooting, if we were recording this in 1988, it would be podcast 88 in 88. But because we're not in the 80s, it makes no fucking sense. It's just podcast 88 in 16. Yeah, and we're so close. We're 12 episodes away from shooting podcast 100, which is very exciting. I hope we can do something really cool for you guys because that'll be a fun time. Yeah, we've got to think of something real special for that one. Yeah. The, the big one double zero. 100 episodes of Fishing Connoisseur. One hunch. That's a lot of eps, bro. That's some crazy shit up in here. Who would have thought we would have got that far? We're not there yet. We're only at 88. And this week, we are reviewing X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse. Hope you're ready for this one, gang, because it's uh, definitely a film. (laughs) It sure (laughs) is a movie which Fish and Connor saw. It definitely is. So I guess we're doing something right in that regard, you know. (laughs) That's it. Hey, what's your sort of feelings on the on the x-men saga this is the ninth fucking movie i didn't even realize that look back in the day x-men's all we had you know well it was really the one that kicked off the this this golden age of the comic book well it it didn't kick it off i think iron man was the one that kind of started it all but i definitely think it was it was a instigator well it started Um, the marvel universe but like i know for a fact, because I have seen Jay and Silent Bob strike back, and in that they talk about how when X Men blew up in the box office, all the studios were going Wanted crazy to trying to get all the, like Blood Men and Chronic and that. Film. The thing, the thing is about X Men is that like arguably has the coolest characters. Like it's just the fucking best. Wolverine's lit. Nightcrawler's fucking dope. You've got Magneto, who is my favorite superhero of all time, next to Wolverine. I was gonna say, like, wasn't it fucking? Wolverine? Wolverine. Yeah, all my faves are X-Men. Like, they're all X-Men. Nightcrawler. Like, I just love them. They're just so well done. Mm. The story is, like, really dynamic. Like, Magneto as an antagonist, he also just falls into the, the like, to the role of protagonist a lot because his Anti-hero character... Anti-hero sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So he's got, a, like, there's a lot there. And so back in the early days when it was, they're still trying to camp it up a little bit, you know, we had films like X-Men 1 and then X-Men 2... And so they've kind of fucked it a little bit. And so them bringing it back is nice, but it's just so much, man. Like, there's just so much X-Men out there and it's just, you know, saturated a little bit as they try and revive it. Uh, Which is saying something because I was a huge fan of Days of Future Past. Like, I Mm. fucking loved that film. I fucking was obsessed. But even, like, for the trailers and stuff for this one, I was just, like, I just saw the trailers and I was like, this feels like a superhero film. Like, it feels like they're trying to make a new X-Men hero film. When in reality, you know, Days of Future Past wasn't necessarily like following a superhero structure. It kind of had a lot more going for it. And I was kind of like feeling like this one didn't. Right. So yeah, so I don't know. I've been kind of on and off about it, but X-Men was a big part of my life growing up. Like the 90s cartoon was just the fucking bee's knees. I was going to say that that cartoon is is my childhood. Like... Fucking fantastic. One of the best cartoons ever made. Probably on par with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for me. So that's saying something. Shit, man. You're a huge TMNT fan too. That is true. That is true. I 
am a really big fan of the comics as well. I've um I've been reading. I'm not up to date with them, but I've been reading some of the later ones. I'm a big fan of the the all new X Men, which is actually something similar to what's happening in Apocalypse. With it's yeah. all about the younger, uh, like the original X Men, get brought back to our time, and they're like running around, okay. and it's all about like the kid X Men. It's you know, it's not exactly the same thing. It's, it's got a bit more of that Days of Future Past, uh, time travel, mind fuck. But Righto, yeah. I really like like the younger versions of, of the X-Men and thing like that. And I, and I think that was a, a, a big turnaround for the X-Men movies was when they did first class and went back to the origin of them. And we see them, all these, you know, these really powerful mutants starting to learn their powers and how they came to be and all that. And, and every, it really struck a chord with a lot of people. But I have never really gotten into it as much as I did like that original trilogy. Only because exactly what you said before, like when X-Men came out, it was kind of like the only one. It was the only yeah. superhero, I think, besides maybe Blade. <laughs> yeah, but X-Men was X-Men was the shit. Like X-Men's probably, next to Marvel, probably their biggest like thing to bank on up until the recent Avengers films and stuff. Like X-Men was the fucking bomb. Well, it's funny it's- with, with Marvel, you know, not owning the rights to X-Men yeah. and it being 20th Century Fox on it. Marvel hasn't, like, doused what X-Men is, though. Like, they're still a very big presence in the comics. Yeah. Because it's such a great franchise that people would lose their shit if they got rid of it. Whereas things like Fantastic Four, I know they sort of push that away a little bit. I don't even know if they have a comic anymore. <laughs> Jesus. But, just, but I know they, they are stopping Fox from, like, releasing action figures and things like that, which is kind of a dick move, but... It's funny that it's such a great property that they they can't even fully get rid of it. They can't like just yeah, pretend well, it doesn't exist because it's it, so strong, and that's why Fox will never let it go because they're not stupid. <laughs> I think it's just like the dynamic because X Men is just such a I don't know. There's something about it that's really different to the the majority of other superhero sort of sagas and everything that goes on. Like just the whole concept of a school for mutants. They're not they're not heroes. They're called mutants. The way they're viewed by the rest well, of there society. Was, there was always more of a like a social commentary to it all. Like yeah. it was, you know, mutants and humans, which, you know, is obviously like a race metaphor. Yeah. It's like they they're different, so we don't like them. It, that's what they, they tackle a lot in these films. And I think that's what really stood it apart from the rest. It wasn't just generic guy develops powers and everybody accepts him and goes on to save the world it's more about how does somebody who is so fantastic live within the the rules of our world that's it yeah and it does it in a really smart way like the comics at least and i mean like i feel like the x-men films actually like all of them leading up to this one have actually had a really good grasp on that aspect of it for Uh, sure yeah it's always a heavy theme throughout yeah maybe not days of future past as much but every other film has a huge emphasis on basically discrimination against mutants yeah it's like it's kind of their whole driving thing and it doesn't have to be which we see in days of future past where it's not necessarily anything like it's kind of just magneto brings it up at the end because he's a fucking asshole um (laughs) oh well i mean like it's this huge thing where they the sentinels are used to hunt down mutants and stop them but i mean like even, I don't know, it just didn't feel as powerful. It was more about saving. I don't know. It, well, that was, yeah. Days of Future Past was its own beast because it was able to bring 
the original yeah. X-Men and the new X-Men and do this fucking time warp thing that they could all exist in the same timeline and it was done really well. It was a really smart film. So that yeah. sort of took center stage. The themes were still there, but we've seen them so many times throughout the other films that I don't feel like it needed to to keep going on that. But that's one issue I, I will talk about with Apocalypse is I feel like they're almost flogging a dead horse. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm getting the same feelings over and over as we go into our ninth x-men film they're still talking about the same stuff which is you know it's the most relevant thing about this film but i don't know do we need to talk about that let's get on to our review of that would you like to tell me what happened in x-men apocalypse conor mcduff so the first mutant to ever exist his name is apocalypse and basically he is the ultimate mutant he gets all the powers he gets anything he fucking wants and basically around the time of the building of the egyptian pyramids i think i don't know what he did but basically he got trapped and has been in hibernation for thousands of years and he's woken up in the 80s and he's here to basically destroy the world and he recruits four horsemen. One is Storm, one is Angel, one is Psylocke and another is Magneto and basically they're ready to destroy the entire world while the X-Men are consisting of Cyclops, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, fucking Beast and Mystique and Quicksilver try and stop them. And they do. <laughs> the end. Like, there's actually a lot going on in this film, but all of it kind of fizzles away for that, uh, you know, kind of probably a quarter of the way through, and then it just becomes that sort of story. Yeah. Like, there's moments where they're getting, they're captured by Striker, which shouldn't have really happened, to be honest, because it's not really relevant to anything necessarily at all. Well, that um, was really just an excuse to get Wolverine in Wolverine, there, wasn't it? Which I want to bring up first and foremost. Mm-hmm. The X-Men are fucking nothing without Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing. There is no possible way they can continue this series and have it be good if they continue the the arc they try and do. I mean, I'm sure it works because First Class is fucking amazing and that's without Wolverine, but they were not focusing on an X-Men plot. They were showing you, hey, this is how the X-Men came about. Mm. But now we're in the thick of like, hey, this is the X-Men. Like, this is what they're going to be doing in the next saga of films you need to have wolverine in there because he makes that fucking series what it is you do you do definitely notice the absence like when he's not one of the main heroes like it's it's fun seeing him and like we have in every film which is great yeah because if he wasn't there which i didn't think he was going to be in this one for some reason i'd heard that he wasn't so I'm glad that he, he was. When he came out, I was just like, ah, yeah. Because I think you said it last week, Weapon X. And as soon yeah. as they went into that bunker thing, I was like, oh, he's fucking in there for sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and like, he was a badass. He was cool. He had a cool little moment. He had a moment with Gene, which was really nice. Probably the second best part in the whole film was Wolverine scene, to be honest, was watching him fuck people up. Yeah. What What's the best? Quicksilver? Quicksilver, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that, and this is one of the things I think this film suffers with, and I'll bring this up afterwards. I need to bring a positive in, though. Fucking hell, they have just perfected that character. Like, I he know. Is, he is the most fun to watch on screen. I have been finding rips of that scene online just to watch it mm. because it is so phenomenal. They have just put in... He's just amazing. Like, he's so funny... And it's so witty, yeah. like fucking sweet dreams are made of this. I know, comes on. like once you hear that. Oh my god! It's just because I remember when when you like it goes out to the B, and I was like, why is that B stopped? What's going on yeah. here? I thought like they were going to show uh, Beast's plane. 
coming up through the, yeah. the basketball court or something. And then as soon as his kick stepped into screen, I was like, oh, shit. Because how good was in. the scene in Days of Future Past? I think this one's better. It is better, for yeah. sure. They've upped it. And it's, it's really well done. Incredible. And this is probably the best scene in the whole thing. Like, it's just such a great piece. It's easily. It, it's, it's easily. But, like, I've seen this on on Thursday night. It's now Tuesday. Yeah. And I I had to I had to go reread the wiki plot summary again. I've been doing that a lot lately because I watch the movies yeah. way too early and then talk about them days later and, and forget about them. But the only thing I had... I sat down to write some notes down and the first thing was uh, Quicksilver. <laughs> like, Because it's so good. And uh, the one thing that I, I really like, it, well, the biggest thing I like about Quicksilver is that he does inject a little bit of humor and a little bit of fun into these movies, which after watching them back, they're really drab movies. They are. Really, really drab, which really works. Like it works, the tone works for them. But that... I've been trying to figure out why I don't want to keep coming back to the X-Men movies because I love the X-Men in general. I love Wolverine. Cyclops is my favorite. Because they um, can't no. nail physical, like visual action. That's why. It's just, like, yeah. It's just, it's a lot of, it, yeah, that's exactly it. It's, it's a lot of drama, which... Which is makes... fine. And like, I really appreciate it. Like I can watch Days of Future Past over and over again, but... The moment they try and incorporate something they can't really fucking do very well, it turns to shit because they're not very good at physical action. They're not. Yeah, like, it's definitely not as good as you know what uh, the Marvel like what we saw in Civil War and shit like that. But it's it, I think you I think you're right. It's just like I I I appreciate the drama and I appreciate the yeah. the social commentary. But as a movie that like I couldn't watch Days of Future Past over and over. I can go back and watch it maybe once or twice yeah. again and I'll enjoy it but it's not something that I you know I'm, I'm sitting at work and I'm like fuck I want to go home and watch X-Men for me it's just they do it probably best in The Wolverine that's a pretty good film in regards to its action up until the last scene which is really disappointing but yeah one of the see I found The Wolverine really boring as well I, I actually find Wolverine Origins the most entertaining one it's definitely the most cartoonish one of the one of the things I think this film though has a big issue with before we go into the physical side of things is it's um it puts emphasis on the fucking worst characters. You have such a phenomenal cast. Michael Fassbender as Magneto is fucking perfect. Yeah. McAvoy as Xavier is so different to uh, Patrick Stewart, but it works so well. And then you've got Beast, you've got Jennifer Lawrence, who arguably had too much screen time in comparison to the rest of the cast. And then you've got Nightcrawler and Quicksilver. These are the guys, like, they are just so awesome, these characters. Like, all I wanted to do watching this film is watch more Magneto and more Professor Xavier. And I wanted to fucking see Quicksilver. Like, he's the fucking coolest X-Men at the moment. Quicksilver is the man. And they just, like, give him the one cool scene. And then they're like, all right, he's fucked off. He pops up occasionally, but he's oh, he just gets nothing. a little bit more. That he definitely yeah, gets more than he got in Days of Future Past. Yeah, but like, only, it's almost like they they forced it. They're kind of like, I guess we have to put him in now in these scenes. Mm. He's fucking amazing. The whole way through, he's fucking amazing, and he just kind of doesn't do enough. Like he doesn't, his character doesn't develop enough. And instead, I have to look at fucking Cyclops and Jean Grey, and I'm like, Hey, don't be like, saying bad things about Cyclops. You're not. Well, they're not given enough, are they? Like you, they needed to. They they should have been. Cyclops and Jean Grey should have been the the side character that Quicksilver was. You know what I mean? In yeah, in Days of Future Past, or the character that you know the future 
people were in Days of Future Past. Like, they should have had, like, an arc and some time, but they should have been side characters. They shouldn't have been crammed in to be the main cast, because the main cast is still the Fast, it's still McAvoy, it's still fucking Hugh Jackman, and it's still Quicksilver. Those are the guys we all want to see on screen. Like, let's be honest. Whereas Cyclops and Jean Grey and Nightcrawler are cool, but it's not their story, you know? They're there for the sake of being there, because they're the new X-Men. And you can still introduce that, but it's not their story. I wanted to see the same cast that I've been watching for the past two films kick some ass, like, have more character arcs. Fucking Magneto losing his family? That was fucking amazing! I was like, oh my god, this is full on! Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, and like, I love that, and, like, just that whole aspect of it I really enjoyed, but then Apocalypse comes in and, like, introduces Storm and Psylocke, who is totally fucking wasted, and Angel. I know. Like, totally wasted, and I'm like, why are you putting emphasis on these characters if you're not gonna develop them? Like, just fucking have Magneto be a like a bitch. He's the one doing all the work anyway. Fucking Apocalypse doesn't do shit. Like, it just suffered from cramming in too many characters and then not knowing which characters it wanted to use. Well, that's I one just, thing that I definitely... you Like, the minute you step into this movie, I, I think to myself, how the fuck did they get all these people to be in this movie? Because yeah. they're all name cast, most of them. The only one I... I didn't really know with some of the younger guys. You know, the chick who plays Psylocke, I've seen her around a lot. Magneto, Fastbender, obviously. And we've got yeah. the, the big name cast from the first class. And it's like, how do they keep getting these guys? Like, they've gone on to be bigger and better. Like, obviously, it's some sort of contract thing. But I, I just still think it's quite impressive that they're able to cram them all in. It doesn't yeah. necessarily do it in a good way, but I don't know if it's as bad as you're sort of pointing out. Like, I definitely feel like characters like Psylocke are getting the short end of the stick because I really like Psylocke, and I think she's, she's probably so cool. the most accurate costume-wise of any of these X-Men that looks almost exactly yeah. like I remember her from, like, comics and, and the cartoon. So it was, it was kind of sad to see her just be nothing. And when she actually does, does do something, she, she's mystique, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I think in terms of where the, the young cast comes into it, I kind of like what they're, they're doing with them because the, the, main, the main cast is still, you know, Fassbender and James McAvoy and J-Law, but they, they've got this new generation of kids coming in and they're kind of like the co-stars, I think that they had enough to do because I feel like they're going to go on and be much bigger if they continue to make these films, which I'm sure they will. And it's almost like a passing of the baton thing. I think the reason that I'm so okay with it is because I'm used to these things coming up in the comics. Yeah. Uh, and they, I, and I they just... handle it really well in those. And like, it's not perfect here by any means. And like, definitely, I feel like Magneto is is made a really big deal of to come back to being Magneto and then he kind of just is around <laughs> just throwing some metal through the air and doing something like it's just not as big of a, for such a big build-up it's not so satisfying what he he does with it and and the same with um Professor X like I don't even think he he does a whole lot but they're all there and I like that I didn't I just thought like I'm happy for them to be there like it was actually really cool seeing Cyclops and stuff but it definitely should have been a more 
organized structured story like it is still Magneto's story and Xavier's story I still I want to see that relationship develop I want to see Mystique but I feel you know? like that was what first class is and we've seen that in, in, yeah, but in like, Days of Future still, Past like it, still, let's not beat a dead horse here but it's still growing like it's fucking different every time the way they the way they handle it in this is awesome like I just wanted I wanted them to be the fucking protagonist like I'm happy having Cyclops and I'm happy having like all these other characters, but if you're not gonna like put them at the forefront and have them be the main characters, but you're not gonna make them side characters, it's not gonna work. Like there's not enough of them for me to like really enjoy their characters, but there's too much of them for me to kind of just brush it off. You know yeah, what I mean? I like, I'm like, why the fuck? Like Quicksilver in the last one, he comes in, he's got the fucking greatest scene. You're like, fuck, he's so cool. And then he's gone. He's not there long enough for you to be like, ah, oh, get the fuck out of here. This isn't your story. But he's not there short enough for him to be like kind of disappointing. Like he's there for the perfect amount of time. Mm. This is like these fucking characters who shouldn't be as big a deal as they are. Like them being in the final fight was really cool. Like seeing them like kind of like help is great. And when Jean Grey turns into Phoenix, I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like that's fucking awesome. But it should have been it. That should have been it. You know, they shouldn't have been the one saving the day. It should have been fucking, like, it should have just been Wolverine. Like, that would have been fucking sick. <laughs> he just like, comes Wolverine, out of nowhere. If yeah. Wolverine comes out and he's just fucking shit up and then, like, somehow the memories from future past connect or something. I don't know. It just yeah, would have been yeah, sick, yeah. you know? Like... See, I don't know. I'm not on the same page there because I, I see this as a passing of the torch and this is a passing of the torch to the characters that I actually really like. Like, Professor X and Magneto. Like, Magneto's fucking sick. Like, and he's always going to be around. He'll always be a bad guy, I feel. But my like my favorite X Men is Cyclops, and these movies have not handled Cyclops very well. They haven't at all. He's the always first just three ones with um with what's his uh, I can't remember the dude's name, but it, yeah. he was just a little bitch in him, and it fucking pisses me off every day because Cyclops is such a badass. He's just a sensitive little fucker in the movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I like the idea that they're sort of rebooting him. I don't know who this kid is, but I I, I quite like him as Cyclops. I think he worked really well, and it was kind of scary what he was going through, and when he mm. like busts that fucking door open on the bully. With his when his eyes first yeah you know, they shoot lasers I was just like oh shit I just like look I but, agree I think it definitely is a passing of a torch I just thought it wasn't done to the well enough you see know? I think it was to because because of the fact that they came in and were able to be a significant part of the saving of the day and yeah and I like what they've done with Quicksilver they didn't just like throw him in and make him because obviously he was such a big fan favorite from Days of Future Past, I don't feel like it's as forced as you're saying. I feel like they've given him just enough to be like, shit, he's related to Magneto. He's now a part of the main, you know, the main set of X-Men yeah. that's going to go on to be the X-Men. It's like, we've got a lot ahead of us now. And I know you don't like that sort of shit. And that doesn't mean that this is a good standalone film but for in terms of that i think it really worked and that's all i kind of wanted of quicksilver because if he just came in and became a supporting actor that is just super important all of a sudden it wouldn't have worked as well to me i don't know i look i think they build his character up about magneto being his dad and shit i just wanted to see more of it i just i just there's too much going on. Like you put, try, they're trying to cram too much into a film that doesn't need it. There is a um, lot. There is a lot. And like happening. you know, like Storm is such a cool character, and I really like her background in this and shit. And then they just kind of fucking leave her in the dark. And then 
Angel's just this cool as fuck character. And they Angel. just fucking... He looks like you. They just... Fuck off. They just, like, scrap him. Like, they do... He does look like me. They just... They just scrap him. <laughs> he just needs him. a dirty chin strap, and then he'd be it's exactly... True. A filthy... A Maybe not quite as buff. To, I need to shave my chin strap before I see a pretty girl tonight. <laughs> God damn. I'm but not he did. He had a cool... He had a cool reveal, didn't he? Like, the, the yeah. cage fight, and with Nightcrawler coming in. They Like, Nightcrawler's actually really cool in this movie as well. When I saw Nightcrawler on screen, I'm like, this is how I picture Nightcrawler. Yeah, like, me too. Like, this sort of, like, awkward kind of trying to find himself sort of dude. Yeah, but he's really like well. super important with with the powers that he has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he could just, can transport anywhere. But one thing I realized watching the ninth X-Men movie was I'm not as excited by reveals anymore. Yeah, because we fucking know them all. I remember watching the first X-Men and a very similar scene, we see Wolverine in a, in a cage fight. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, that's Wolverine. Do you remember that moment? I remember yeah. that moment. It was fucking huge for me as a 13-year-old when that came out. I recall it. <laughs> yeah. It was a massive thing. And then, you know, they, they gradually showed each character that, you know, people who were familiar with the X-Men were like, oh, fucking jerking shit. Oh, fucking, this is awesome. And every you so sort of superhero movie has sort of done that. You know, Batman has always done it and there's always a really cool reveal of it. But... I've seen so many X-Men movies. We're starting to fucking go back to characters they've already yeah. revealed. When I saw Nightcrawler, I was like, ah, oh, it's Nightcrawler. It's not even as cool. Like I was excited to see him, but I wasn't like, holy shit, it's Nightcrawler like I would have been in X2, you know? It's not even as cool as um, Nightcrawler's reveal in X-Men 2, which is him trying to kill the fucking president. president. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, reveals are kind of disappointing. I think one of the things they also fucked up in this you know and like we're talking a lot of negativity but like is uh apocalypse like he's just kind of whatever you know like i yeah. wanted he should have been the one that blew up x mansion like he should have been the one that like is fucking shit up because he does nothing well, like he was kind nothing of to blame for it though wasn't yeah, it yeah. wasn't havoc trying to kill him Isn't but that... like he's just so nothing he just walks around like says like a shakespearean monologue and then fucks what, off again. What exactly is his powers? Does he just turn fuckers to dust? He's basically... I think he's everything. Like, I'm pretty sure he's pretty godly. Like, he just kind of can do anything. Wherein except... lies the problem? Because I remember parts in the final fight where I was just like, why doesn't he just turn everyone to dust? Yeah, that's... I agree. Like, completely. Yeah. Why is he not just destroying all these people? So, super overpowered, but then not justifiably used... And the, one of the things that I like about X-Men is that their plethora of villains is almost as good as Batman and Spider-Man's. They've got yeah. some really good villains because their villains aren't villains. That's the whole point, is that a lot of their villains are just fucking, like, anti-heroes. Anti-heroes, yeah. Because it's, that's the whole thing. Like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, Apocalypse is nothing but bad. Like, he's just pure evil. We're yeah, all aware of that. Yeah. Why do we have that? Like, why is it not just Magneto? His family died. Like, why is he not just like, fuck the world, I'm going to be the Magneto that I said I was going to I be? It was so shitty that Apocalypse stole that scene from Magneto when he goes back to the, the steel mill or whatever it is and says, oh, you know, he's going to so kill bad. these, like, don't yeah. stop me from killing these men. I was like, I just want Magneto to fuck some shit up. Like, how cool was it when he through the metal arm, uh, the metal necklace through all those guys' necks. So like, good. So, he's just so unstoppable. Let's continue to make him unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I think just just quickly before we move on, I um you you loved that family scene, like the family. I, I just I just enjoyed that because I'm like, sweet, this isn't a fucking superhero film. What I'm watching, like, oh, okay, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> shit's gonna go wrong, but this is not. Like, I'm actually watching a real drama with a character yeah. who has real, like, a real, real pain, you know? Yeah, I, like I, I, had, a, I had a bit of a, a, a one little problem with that particular scene, because yeah. I like it for the most part. But I feel like the family is just cannon fodder. You know, we get a little bit of him with yeah. the kid and, and, and the wife kissing and being all in love and happy and whatever. But when they die... I didn't really feel the connection between like, yeah, he's holding them, but I feel like it was more, okay, now he's Magneto again. Yeah. It, I, I just wanted a little bit more connection Time. emotionally between them all. Um, it, it just felt like such a, okay, they're dead. Now I'm going to kill think, a bunch I of people. I think what would have made away. it better is if potentially his wife was a mutant that like a, a character within the universe that, we were that aware people of. knew. Uh, yeah. yeah, but um, but I really quite enjoyed it to be honest. I quite liked it because Magneto is my favorite. Super, like, argue him and Wolverine are my two favorites. So well, he's, he's probably, easily one of my favorite um, Marvel villains for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's like, just easily. He's, he's just so troubled and complex, and a lot of the time I see myself agreeing with him. I dressed uh, as Magneto at a supernova one year. It was fantastic, dude. That's fucking lit. He's just so cool, and yeah. his character to see Fastbender kind of bring what I've always wanted for his character, which is like genuine pain and real well, suffering. Well, I think, yeah, I think Fastbender's nailing it. And, and I, I want to be clear with that. It's just the way that the, the scene is done didn't... Yeah. The, I don't know. It might have just been the other, the actresses that are playing his kids, his kid and, and his wife. Uh, yeah. There was something about it that it didn't quite hit the emotional peak that I really wanted it to. I know It was all there. I know what I'm supposed to feel, but I wasn't quite there. I still felt his pain because Fastman is a fucking boss, and when he goes back to the steel mill, I'm like, oh man, this it's yeah, gone. fuck but him yeah, up. Yeah, it was just that one moment that didn't quite, didn't quite. Yeah, no, get look, it. I get it. I totally get it. I kind of really enjoyed it. I think just because I was happy watching something that wasn't a stereotypical S superhero, superhero film. Yeah. But like, look, one of the things I really appreciate that they've done with this character is that I love that one of the big themes they always have is Magneto struggling with good and evil, like struggling yeah. morally to do what's right. And they keep fucking nailing it like yep. every single time. Yep. Like at the end of this film, the fact that he isn't bad, like he's not this just pure nasty guy is fucking awesome because mm -hmm. it means he will become that at some point. The next film, he will probably become, again, he will probably struggle with it and probably do something even worse. But that's what I want to see. Like I want to see this man, this actual character believe in his own ethics and like, and have his own moral stand, like standpoint, not just be, I'm a bad guy. Good, yeah, like, I'm a bad every, guy. I'm a good guy. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, my guy. I've yeah. got my beliefs. And every time, every time he does something, it's because he wants to do it. You know, like he makes that decision himself. Yeah. To defy well, and I, like, To be honest, I, I, I still, at least the fast bender version of him, I see as a good guy. Yeah. But I see if you turn on him, he will no, fuck you. Fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's a really cool dynamic. He's, I, he's that's what just, I love about it. What I love about him is like he's basically like he's an antihero. Like he will just fucking kill you. Like yeah, that's what I love. Shit. is like But he'll do like, it for a belief that is, you know, arguably morally right. He knows it's <laughs> he knows it was an accident that his child got killed, but like 
you're in that situation, you've done nothing wrong. You're like, I'm not yeah. fucking end Like, he's like, going straight. He was doing what Professor X always wanted him to do. Yeah. He was happy. And they nailed that about his character, this, like, sort of, like, hatred and pain that is a constant struggle. And even, like, Ian McKellen's version in the original films does a really great job because yeah. a lot of the time, he's pretty much just kind of there to, like, do his own thing. He never really gives a fuck. He's like, hey, Charles, how you doing? I need Rogue. Hey, Charles, how you doing? Uh, fuck you. Hey. Um, and then the last one, he's like, fuck this. Like, he's always feel, feels very justified. The yeah, second X-Men, he's like, we'll stand beside you. Like, he's like, oh, fucking, I'm on your team, bro. And that's that's what, I, what I'm saying is you just, he's got his own agendas, but him and Professor X have such a respect for each other yeah. that they're not just, fuck you, fuck you. You know, you're yeah. the bad guy, I'm the good guy. It's it's very blurred line what is going on here. And that's what's so good about these X-Men films is they're questioning, you know, what really is the right thing. Yeah, and it's such a cool theme. And like, you know, Xavier, even in this film, is pretty fucking dope. Like, I like what McAvoy does with Xavier. He has that pure that pureness to him that Xavier yeah, needs. he does. That wiseness to him that's coming through. But yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, met it's funny with, because like, he's, like, probably the least... Uh, he, he shares the least likeness of the, the first class people. Like, I feel yeah. they all kind of could look like the other ones, but <laughs> McAvoy and Patrick like Stewart look nothing alike, yet... McAvoy plays it so well, and and I believe he would turn into Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, like he's and like he, but he's like met with this like stubborn naivety where he's just mm. like, no, you have to do the right thing. Like, what are you doing? Don't you know? Mm. That's how he loses his fucking ability to walk in the first one. He stops a Magneto. He forces himself to. It's just a fucking. I just fucking love that dynamic, and that's one of the things that I got really disappointed about is that I wanted more of it. I just always want to see that because. It's yeah, fucking great. I don't know, because I feel like it's there enough, because I've seen so much of it in the other two movies, it's there enough that I, I still believe it, and yeah. I, I, I feel that respect between the two guys, and I still feel that Magneto is the, le- the loose cannon who could go either way, and, and it works for the, mo- for the most part. But my biggest issue is, going back to Apocalypse, is the fact that they just, once you know he gathers his little, his little group of, of minions... They just stand on a fucking mountain for half the movie. Yeah, what the fuck, hey? <laughs> and and McAvoy's just standing there, you know, or sitting there, you know, leaning, all Ian Malcolm like, being a being a boss and just being like, you can't do this. And it just feels like that's where everything kind of comes to a standstill. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm actually really enjoying the fact that Apocalypse is tearing the world apart. I f- I feel the stakes for once in a superhero movie. I feel like the world is fucked. And when when it's happening, it's really cool, but it takes so long to actually happen. And then it takes so long for anything to change. And I want to, I want to go back on apocalypse because the biggest fear I had was that he would look stupid and he does look kind of stupid. Yeah. He looks like Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers. He looks like a fucking Power Rangers character, man. And he doesn't even like, it's like, it's like almost good. It's almost there, but it doesn't really work. No, but Oscar Isaac is really good. Oscar Isaac's good in anything because he's just a fucking man, you know? Like, yeah. he plays, he's in Star Wars, he's in X-Men, he's in a Coen Brothers film. He's just the fucking boss. He's the bee's knees. And, like, he does a great job of what he's given. Yeah, what I he's think he is- brought his A-game to it. I really felt him as that character. I felt his power through just like how like nonchalant he was about everything i really like what he did with it um it just sucks that he didn't look that good 
and the character isn't given enough. It didn't do anything. It shouldn't have been in it, to be honest. It should have just been fucking Magneto, man. It should have just well, been... Well, it is, like you said before, it's Magneto doing all the work anyway. Yeah. Why no doesn't... One, like, no one else does. Why isn't Magneto recruiting people like he does in the yeah. comics? Why doesn't Apocalypse just turn every motherfucker to dust and yeah. start again? That's his... Why... Why does he need all these other people? <laughs> well, I just don't fucking understand why Magneto even, like... I just... It, it, there's no reason. It was like Apocalypse was kind of like an afterthought. Like, Magneto's literally like, fuck this. I fucking hate the world. Apocalypse is like, I'll give you a hand, mate. But there's no reason. Like, if it was just Magneto, like, finding Storm. If it was like, Magneto honest, finding Honestly, Cyber. it would have been enough for Magneto to just be like, yeah. you killed my family. Yeah. I'm going to kill you all. That's enough. He That's could kill the world. Like, he is... He is Killing the world. He's, <laughs> he's fucking yeah, everything I mean, up. What I like too is but because... But saying that though, it is because Apocalypse gives his powers a boost. Yeah. But, is... you know, that could have been any reason. We could have come up with, you know, a bunch of little gemstones <laughs> that, can, I, that they, ta just... they touch and do that. Exactly. Like, honestly, like, let's be real. It's, it's fucking superhero world. What yeah. I... What I did admire as well is like they maintain the relationship Mystique shares with Magneto. Like, it's a lot of respect between the two characters and they still have it. Which is really nice. It's not as it's not a huge emphasis because obviously in the original trilogy that's a big thing is how close they are. Whereas in this, I kind of admire that they they kind of make references to like, hey, like you know they were, they they're close. They're really close, the two mm. of them. And I like that because it's a big deal, and yeah. I'm sure it'll become an even bigger deal because right now Mystique is at the end of this. Mystique is a full fledged X Men. Yeah. But I never Mystique never was, wasn't she? Mystique was always a she bad was guy. A bad guy, yeah. Always. She was always with Magneto. Yeah, I feel like I, I want to see what like Mister happens to Mystique because I feel like it'll be nice to see. I think it's just because Jennifer Lawrence is Jennifer Lawrence. They don't want to kind of ruin the star power she has. But she should be eventually depicted as some sort of bad guy. She I think she be. will. I think it'll yeah. come back around. And, you know, the, these movies are really smart in the way that they've played with these timelines. And, yeah. and it's all like, you know, something that Terminator Genesis tried to do and failed horribly. Fuck is like it. there's these alternate timelines. And, you know, yes, we know that Mystique was a bad guy in the original X-Men, which yeah. is still a part of this world, just not this particular timeline. Like it's all restarted basically since days of future past and you know first class was where it all started but days of future past just threw a fucking spanner in the works and now it can be whatever the fuck it wants to be and the fact that mystique is portrayed as the hero like all the you know the little kids watching the the video at school and that everybody looks up to her and yeah. she she just has no fucks are given about it like she's she's not a hero she knows she's not a hero she doesn't want to be yeah. you know this role model but people like storm and other younger mutants are looking up to her and she has a change of heart and it's like she isn't just a cold-blooded piece of shit she actually is a good person and i think a lot of it has to do with it being j-law but it's also a really cool turn for the character like you one said of the, one of the things i didn't appreciate though and this comes back to i don't understand why brian singer insists on doing this but Listen, black leather as a fucking superhero outfit is not cool. <laughs> like, we don't want to see that. I'm pretty sure Marvel's made it quite clear, and Deadpool as well. Like, the best costume's the original costume. Mm -hmm. Color, color works, you know? And well, you like I just said off. before, I think that Psylocke was the best looking one of them all, yeah, and she's got her original costume. 
Exactly. Like, Beast is another one just because Beast is a big blue motherfucker. Like, Beast can mm. just be whatever. Yeah. Why Nightcrawler wasn't in a red X-Men costume? Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I was so pissed. I was like, why is he not in red? That's the... It, well, at least at least reference it, yeah. It doesn't have to be, like, the big triangle thing that he yeah. wears, but <laughs> just have well, him like, in some sort of red. They always make fun of, like, Wolverine not wearing... The yellow and black. The yellow, but like they like they make fun of it. But in yeah. reality, I'm like, I kind of want to see Wolverine look like Wolverine. Mm. You know, how like, cool would that be? And in like, fact, I think that would be a great way to go out. Is in the last Wolverine film, he'd be wearing that costume in a, like done in a in a realistic fashion. But yeah, that's, but it that's fucking almost... works. Like it doesn't it? Like it always just works. Mm. Like Magneto looking like Magneto in Days of Future Past and this one, he looks dope. Like, yeah. you're like, fuck, he's a boss. Yeah. In his red, like, you're like, shit, yeah. So, like, why isn't Jean Grey in, like, a green, her green suit, you know? Why? And I like Cyclops is kind of different because Cyclops... Just wears a big blue spandex suit. Wears big blue <laughs> fucking shit. Cyclops looks pretty fucking dumb, to be honest, but... Hey. Sorry. You but, back um, off him. He is, he is the leader of the X-Men. You lead like, them I, to glory. It was hugely disappointing, I think, in that regard because I was expecting... I wanted them to look... I wanted them to be... X-Men. Like, if you're going to say these are the new X-Men, make them look like the new X-Men. Yeah, Quicksilver. they might eventually go that way. I don't know. Yeah, but I, 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 want to, I want it to happen. Quicksilver's in silver, you know? Like, he mm. looks fucking great. Mm. I want to see that. And I know the X-Men always have, like, X-Men outfits where they all wear... Yeah, like you know, a like, uniform. But, like, I... You can always play around with it. Jean Grey wears, like, green, doesn't she, from what I remember? She yeah, wears, like, yeah, eventually. Especially when she becomes Phoenix. Speaking of Jean Grey... How did you feel about young Sophie Turner? She was all right. She kind of adds like this naivety to it though that I didn't really appreciate. Like this kind of like, she always looks like she's fucking confused. Yeah. I am not particularly a fan of her. Uh, it's obviously because of Game of Thrones <laughs> where she's censoring that and I think she's just a oh, dickhead right, she's in that show. That. So I've seen her in a few movies, you know, in the last few years and each time I just can't, I can't get behind her because I think she's a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's nothing towards the actress. It's actually probably a testament to how she plays Sansa. In... You can't unsansa her, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, But I was like, I just don't want her to be Jean Grey. I want yeah. Jean Grey to be like somebody that I really admire and love. And like, she may become that character for me. But watching her in this movie, you can ask, like, I was sitting with my, my girlfriend back in the cinema and I kept being like, oh, fucking hell. I was just groaning the whole time. I was like, would she just though. fuck off? Like, I don't really, I didn't really like her. I don't know. She's too pretty. She's too soft. I think um, too soft is probably yeah. the, uh, an accurate description. She doesn't, She's, like, you know, the, the original chick who played Jean Grey felt like a Jean Grey. She yeah. felt really intelligent. I think harsh. that might be what it is. And because Sans is such a dumbass in Game of Thrones, I feel like... <laughs> This girl is not fucking yeah. intelligent enough to play. Like, the the idea that I have her in my head doesn't feel intelligent enough to play Jean Grey. And that's in no way... I'm not hating on Sophie Turner because of that. It's just Sansa. Fuck Sansa. No, I'm with you, man. Like, I get it. It's like Joffrey. If Joffrey comes in, you know, the, the kid who played <laughs> Joffrey, if he's in anything, he's a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. You know, like, I think, you know... They did well with a few of them, though. I think Cyclops was pretty cool. Yeah, like, yeah I, I really Cyclops. liked him. I, I think he did really well. What in about his role? Uh, well, you, no, we sort of we touched on it before with Mystique, but how like you're not really a fan of J Law. How did you feel about her in this? 
I don't know, man. They always, actually, she kind of pisses me off because it's clear that whatever is in her contract makes her... She has to be seen as, like, the ultimate good guy. Because the mystique in this film is just... She is... She's the one that knows everything, you know? Like, she's the one that's like, no, you need to prepare for a war. Yeah. You know? Like, she's always just this fucking character, like... I'm a woman, I'm different, but I'm going to get through it and I've got an attitude, be like me. It's fucking annoying, man. Like, they're like, why aren't you blue? And she's like, because I'm not a mutant anymore. This world doesn't trust us. It's like, shut the fuck up, you stupid cow. Like, <laughs> fucking hell. You fucking play the same character in fucking everything. Like, yeah, she is. why do you it's have just... to fucking say that shit? Why can you're, you're not Katniss and everything? Yeah, she's just like always so like ah, I fuck the system like oppression. Every fucking movie, I'm over it, honestly. So yeah, clearly I'm a little bit pissed off. But like, <laughs> the moment she makes sense is the moment she fucking becomes Mystique properly, where she's yeah, like, yeah, like it's about Magneto, it's about Eric, it's about what's going on. It's not about her little fucking moral standpoint. Mm. Like I don't know, she's fucking made. There's a huge emphasis on her because her star power is immense, and we're all aware of that. Yeah. But it's just really disappointing because. Like, I, her character, I feel like, was never meant to be like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Her character was never meant to be this, like, I'm a mercenary. I'm just out saving people's lives. If Mystique was really Mystique, she could even still be good, but she would be out fucking killing the shit out of these people who are fucking stealing mutants, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, because she can. She has the ability she, to just sneak up on people, yeah. Exactly. And then this, she's just this fucking good guy, like, ah, uh, I've got, like, a grey area. She doesn't have a dark <laughs> side. She doesn't have a dark side. She's got a grey area, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. sometimes I do things that aren't necessarily entirely good. And then there's fucking Magneto who's, like, cutting people's throats open with a watch. Yep. And you're like, yeah, you can still be good. Like, that's what you think. You're like, oh, no, <laughs> there's still hope for you. But, like, like Mystique's sitting here and, the, like, Brian Singer expects me to, like, give a fuck. And I'm like, you've just written Jennifer... You've just written Katniss Everdeen. Congratulations. I'm fucking bored. I don't <laughs> know, man. I, I just... It, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there might be a little something like that. It's funny because I, not as strongly as you feel, but I felt a little bit like that in Days of Future Past, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, because J-Law was, is at, well, at that point, and still is, like, one of the biggest actresses in the world. She yeah. Hunger Games was just wrapping up. She was starting to get into, you know, fucking David O. Russell films and all the Oscar bait bullshit, and... Or, She'd been doing it for a while, but you know, that was where she was starting to be seen as she was an Oscar winner. It's like, she doesn't need to do these X-Men movies anymore. When yeah. first class came out, it was before hunger games from memory and she's trying to make a buck. I felt. And yeah, she was. That's exactly what it I is. I don't though. think we'll ever see her do another hunger games type movie, like some big franchise. Once she's out of the contract for X-Men, I reckon she'll probably just go and do the Oscar shit, which is fine because she is a phenomenal actress. But I remember feeling in Days of Future Past that that she was kind of just phoning it in. She is, though. Like, she is. Well, like, she's well, disgusted. I don't know, because I still... like uh, Going back and watching Days of Future Past, I, I like what her character is and what they did, and, and I felt like she was okay. She is still just playing Katniss. No, but like they, she has admitted, basically, that... like it's, oh. but She's only doing it... Because of contracts? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, because of contracts. Like, that's the only reason she's doing it. Uh, well, okay. Well, it makes sense. And, like, that's obviously the way I felt. But when 
I saw Days of Future Past, I really felt like she was phoning it in. Whereas in this one, because they've given her so much more to do, and it obviously is because of her star power, but like I, I like I felt like she turned up in this one for some reason, like as opposed to the last one. I don't mind what they did with her character. I I don't mind the fact that she's got a grey area. And I can definitely see it from your point of view, and I was feeling it, but it wasn't annoying me as much this round. Piss me off. <laughs> I think it pissed me off because my huge issue with this film is like where it puts its emphasis on each character. And instead of like seeing more of the fats, I have to see this bitch fucking save people. And I'm like, dude, like if this is how it's going to be, show me the fats, you know? Like, uh, I, th I think they kind of got equal, to be, to be honest. Like, yeah, that's been got a lot. They shouldn't have gotten equal. Yeah. Last should have got more. Yeah, it true. Should have been true. a Magneto film. It should have been called X Men Magneto, and it should have just been Magneto walking around playing with magnets. That's Wasn't that originally going to be a thing? Wasn't there going to be an X Men Origins there was Magneto? Be a Gambit film, a Magneto film, and a Wolverine film. And Origins Wolverine sucks so much that they were like, we cannot do this anymore. Like, because <laughs> first class, first class was a reboot. Like, first class was like, all right. It was pretty we, much what Magneto was. We yeah. fucked and up. It was, it, was to... it was an origin of Magneto, so I get it. But yeah. I would still love to just see a Magneto movie. I'd go watch that. Well, like the first class has like that bit where he goes in and he hunts down Nazis. Yeah. That like that was fucking lit. That's one of the best parts of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a Magneto origin story has to be done with Xavier. Oh, of course. Look, I'm not saying I need an origin story. I'm done yeah. with origin stories. I just want to see a Magneto movie. Oh, fucking like, oath, man. What's he going to do Fassbender, now? You know? <laughs> Michael Fassbender is probably one of my favorite actors. I don't know oh, what easily. it is about him. He's just ridiculously charming and ridiculously attractive. And he he's, plays... He's like manly yet approachable. <laughs> he's like, yeah. And he's like, and he plays every role with just, just like arrogance and yeah. like, and yeah. like fucking elegance that I'm just like, man, you're so good on screen. Everything yeah. he does. Well, hopefully, hopefully he can bring that to Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I feel like he will. I feel like Assassin's Creed is going to suck mad dick because I just found out the film's 60% real world, 40% Spain. Oh, what? Yeah, I fucking know, right? Oh, Why? Okay, Why? Let's, let's not go down this road because anyway, we're going to go on um, a rant. Okay, well, let's see if there was enough Fastbender for you to give it a decent rating. What do you give X-Men Apocalypse out of five? Look, the fast is great. Let's be real. Fast is fucking legend. His story in this keeps it going. Xavier's great. Silver scene's awesome. There are really good moments. And I reckon maybe the first quarter of this film really had me captured. And, like, it just felt really good. Because Days of Future Past saved the franchise. And they keep on that a little bit, that bandwagon. And it keeps it going. The Wolverine scene was fantastic. But I'm talking about individual scenes or moments or parts of the film. In total, it's a very disjointed sort of frustrating film because they're trying to cram in this other shit that just feels really bland like they're trying to go back to X the original X-Men film Origins where it's a bunch of superheroes fighting a baddie which is fucking boring we've seen that and we see other films <coughs> every other Marvel film do it better so I didn't want to see that I would like more of drama pieces because that's what X-Men does different to the other superhero films it's a little disappointing in parts and overall I give it a I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a three out of five. That's I did fair. enjoy it. I, I did enjoy it. Like I actually had a good time with some parts and I had a bad time with others. Three out of five. It's funny uh, coming into this review. It's one of the very rare times that I haven't had a number in my head. Mm. Like, you know, when, when the credits are rolling, I'm pretty sure how I feel about a film. This one was different. I, 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 I 
kind of was looking forward to our conversation about it to see how I really felt about it. Mm. I feel like I feel a little bit more positive than I originally was led on to when I came out. Yeah. I was like, I wasn't negative on it. I just, I was just like, I feel like I am with, I was the same with first class. I, I like, I really like the film, but I'm like, meh, it's all right. You know, I, I kind of just, I kind of just keep on living my life. I don't dwell on them. I don't, you know, sit on it. And I think when it, what it comes back to is I really like that original cast. I have a, childhood connection to all those guys like yeah. the fact that Wolverine has been in every one excites me every time and that was one of the biggest parts for this film was seeing Weapon X so it's like I, I definitely miss Patrick Stewart and I miss Ian McKellen and I you know even Gene Grey and all those guys like I just want I want I like those guys this this new cast is arguably better you know, we've got the likes of Fastbender and J-Law and McAvoy, like all fantastic fucking actors and they all bring it. Like they're all really good in what they do, but I just don't have as much of a connection to those. So I don't care as much. And that's why Days of Future Past was so fucking good because it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. This one, it's, you know, X-Men first class number two, basically. We don't really have any of the original cast except for that brief thing from Wolverine. We're getting starting to get the new guys in, which I was more excited about Cyclops and Jean Grey and Quicksilver and Nightcrawler because it's like, oh, we're coming back to the X-Men that I actually give a shit about. I really like Magneto. Like, Magneto is definitely cool. But I like that that original, that crew. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. But this film is just a setup for that. <laughs> it's a passing of the torch. The title villain is fucking nothing. He's probably a little bit more than most Marvel, you know, Marvel Universe villains, but he still is just like, what? They they don't spend the time to make him anything, really. Like, he, he, he has, he's so powerful, but why can't he kill the people that he needs to kill? And why isn't he doing it all himself? And why is he, like, it's just all very convoluted to me. And after talking to you, I can definitely see where having so many characters has really muddled this film. But for the most part, I enjoyed it. I I probably won't watch it again anytime soon. I'm excited to see Cyclops come into his fruition and, and finally be the manly leader that he can fi- possibly be. Yeah. Uh, so I give it a three out of five as well. Lit. We agree for once in our lives. Look at that. <laughs> it's a very rarity, but it is here. It is it now. It is here. And uh, it was for X-Men Apocalypse. Next week. Yeah. What are we reviewing next week, Fish? Well, next week we've got Alice Through the Looking Glass. Mm. But next week's actually a pretty big week. Um, There's there's two other pretty decent-looking films coming out. I don't think they're as big as Alice, but one of them is Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People. Fuck. Hunt Hunt for the Wilder People. People. Yep. (laughs) Um, Which I'm really excited to see. And Mr. Nice... uh, Not Mr. Nice Guys. The The Nice Nice Guys. guys. Yeah. Dude, I want to fucking review that so bad. You want to review that one? Well, I want to... Should we leave it up to the audience? We haven't done that in a while, an audience vote. No, we haven't done an audience vote. Yeah, that's that's probably a good call. Because uh, right. I I think Alice is probably the bigger movie. I think more yeah. people are going to see that. And if that's the movie that you want to listen to us talk about, we definitely will. I personally think it looks like a piece of shit. I think <laughs> it looks like fucking trash, and I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to see it. It's on at IMAX, so I'm going to go check it out. Um, yeah. The, um, the, the, the song in the trailer... 
by Pink is really cool, the White Rabbit song. Yeah. But I just don't, there's nothing about it that's getting me. And I think it was because I was so disappointed in the original uh, remake, I guess. Tim Burton's one. Um, Tim Burton's not directing this one, though, so maybe there's hope. But yeah. the nice guys looks really cool. Gosling and... Um, Fucking right. I've heard I've heard nothing but good to be honest so yeah. far. I am keen to like watch a film and enjoy it and talk about it in a good mood. But uh, <laughs> hey, that's not up for me to decide. It's up for you, fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also like I'm actually more excited about a Hunt for the Wilder People, the, yeah. the Kiwi film. It looks fucking hilarious. Do, so we're we gonna put the three up, or are we gonna put two, or what? Well, there's three big movies. Let's put them up. Let's see what people want to right, hear. So if you want to hear Alice through the Looking Glass, you can vote that shit on our Facebook. Hunt for the Wilder People or The Nice Guys. Pick your flavor. We'll talk shit about it next week. Until then, thank you, everybody. Play the music, Fish. For listening to this episode of Fishing Connoisseur Movie. Fishing Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film X Men Apocalypse, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Sweet Dreams Are Made of This is performed by Eurythmics. Sweet